Welcome back to Mortgage Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in BC and Alberta. And if you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. This podcast is based on a weekly newsletter that I send out to mainly real estate professionals, accountants, lawyers, and other centers of influence. The newsletter is called The Mortgage Broker Playbook for Real Estate Professionals. And if you want in on the newsletter, simply send me a text or an email and I'll get you on the list. But if you need a mortgage right now or in the near future, who gives a crap about the newsletter? And connect with me immediately. Text or email me right now at 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. I hope you are all doing well and uh, you're enjoying some good spring weather, depending on uh, where you're where you're all uh, listening in from. So um, our provincial health officer, Dr. Bonnie Henry, announced Thursday that she is, uh, and this is yesterday, that, that she is amending public health orders. And uh, she's going to allow us to have outdoor gatherings for up to 10 people. But they have to be the same 10 people. So that's good. That's good. So it's kind of like a, a gang, right? Like 10 people. So over the weekend, I'm going to be thinking about the 10 people that I'm going to be hanging out with, you know, having picnics in the park and hanging out and having coffee and stuff like that. So, yeah, kind of like going to assemble my COVID gang um, under the watchful eye, of course, of Dr. Bonnie Henry. So that's, uh, yeah, some good news for, for many people. Uh, my sports team portfolio um, continues to unfold. And I have pretty vast, pretty broad sport team portfolio, like, you know, coming from Calgary, born and raised in Calgary. So of course I love everything Calgary. Uh, and now living in Vancouver since 2011, I've, uh, I've grown to the Vancouver sports scene as well, you know, so life is good, but in particular, and through all that, like as my sports team portfolio has expanded, and of course the, the biggest one, like Croatia, my, my heritage, my background, Croatian, Roots and uh, yeah, the soccer team took the icing on the cake uh, in 2018. If you follow soccer at all, you know what I'm talking about. The World Cup, we came in second place, amazing. But anyhow, big news um, for the Calgary Flames, and that's it's my man Daryl Sutter is back behind the bench as head coach. Super happy about that. So yeah, they played Montreal yesterday and um, they beat them two one. Way to go, Sutter! And hey, if you want some entertainment. Just look up uh, past interviews of Daryl Sutter. That is so entertaining. Like this, his his interview skills, so bland, so monotone, but hilarious. So check it out. Like just uh, Google it. You'll find uh, you'll find like top ten lists of of his of his past interviews. All right. Um, my weekly mortgage broker busy meter this week. It's it's been it's busy. So slightly downgraded from crazy busy from about a week ago, but barely. So it's right at that level. So it's, uh, it's been busy. Um, real estate and the mortgage vibe particular, let's talk about that. Like I said last week, I don't think we're done with the, the rate increases. And, um, and I was right so far. They, they've been inching up weekly since uh, February the 12th. Bond yields have increased by... 57 basis points. So that's like a 0.5%. I don't have a scientific reason. And by the way, that's like as bond yields increase, 
uh, mortgage rates, you can expect mortgage rates to increase. And it doesn't happen like on a day per day. Uh, typically for the bond yield increases, you look for like a, a pattern, you know, three, four, five days of increases, then you can kind of predict that the lenders are now going to increase their interest rates and so on. And 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 I don't really have a, a solid reason or some scientific reason as to why I think this, but I think we will normalize uh, interest rates, five-year fixed, um, at the 2.50 to 2.79% range. I don't know why I'm saying that, but that's just what I feel. I'm probably saying it because that's how it's been before COVID. So I just have this feeling that's where we're going to be around for a while. And, and I don't know when we're going to get there, um, how quickly, but it's looking like pretty quick because now we're at 2.09 to 2.29. We're in that range right now. So I think we're going to go to 5 to 2.79. So heads up. And uh, the bond yields continue to increase. So um, if you're looking to get into the market, do a refinance, renewal, or purchase a property um, sooner rather than later. Um, also, on this topic, fixed versus variable, it's a, it's a really hot topic right now because there is uh, quite a spread now. So uh, variable rate mortgages, you can get one at 1.45% versus like the going five-year fixed right now, which is around 2.09-ish. So that's quite the spread there. Um, and uh, yeah, right now, I'm, I'm liking variable as of a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, I would personally take the heavy discount variable mortgage and uh, ride that wave, especially knowing that you can lock in at any time. Um, and, and even more compelling to, to do so, uh, a couple of days ago, March 10th, the Bank of Canada announced that they will stay the course with their key overnight rate, which is currently at 0.25%, which for variable rate mortgage holders translates into a prime rate of 2.45%. Um, and, and also in that announcement, good news is that they plan to hold at this rate until at least 2023. That's what they say. So we'll continue to uh, look out for these announcements. And uh, as I've mentioned Numerous times before, there are eight regularly scheduled announcements throughout the course of the year where the Bank of Canada makes uh, announcements on prime rate or the key overnight rate, which in brackets to general consumer and layman terms is the prime rate. Um, the next announcement is Wednesday, April the 21st, two days before my birthday. Okay, so also by now or later, you know, that's another thing people are talking about from an interest rate perspective. I'm, I'm going to say now, um, I think the increase in interest rates down the road could, could possibly be a bigger factor than the savings that one might have in a potential drop in real estate that one might believe. So if, in fact, you believe that real estate prices might be coming down in the future or whatever, uh, I'm just saying, in my opinion, a rising interest rate environment and, of course, the ever-changing guideline you know, qualifying the rules for qualifying for a mortgage, that environment is just as critical in making a decision whether to purchase now or later. So, um, I mean, don't just be fixated on the price of real estate going forward. Be aware also of where interest rates are going. And and equally, like what no one ever talks about, never sees anything coming, is uh, the mortgage qualification rules. So heads up on those two massive wildcards. 
um, or just tune into here every week and I'll, I'll keep you uh, up to date with all that stuff. All right, so uh, let's begin and discuss this week's newsletter titled Purchasing a Home Without Financing Conditions. In Vancouver and probably, uh, like I know, in Toronto as well and in probably other cities across Canada as well, but especially here in Vancouver, this is where I live, so uh, I'm speaking about Vancouver. Purchasing a property these days has become somewhat comparable to a Black Friday event. I'm not even going to say somewhat. It's pretty much like Black Friday. A property gets listed. An offer date is set. There's like an offer date. There's like a deadline. Several buyers line up to view the property. And actually, some don't even bother to view. They, they just go straight to uh, writing the offer. And then finally, offers are placed. And this is where things are starting to get dicey. Um, this environment. In normal times, upon submitting an offer, a buyer negotiates conditions and a period of time to satisfy the conditions. And, you know, that could be conditions like mortgage financing, review of property disclosure statement, home inspection, strata, condo docs, appraisal, whatever, that, that kind of stuff. But not these days. So buyers are instead submitting offers with very limited conditions and in growing in a, in a growing number of instances, uh, like none at all, like no conditions, and you know this is what what's being referred to as subject free offers. Everyone's talking about it, and in this episode, I want to talk about um, you know going subject free on an offer. There are two different ways to go about this, and number one is going subject free when you have cash to buy the house outright is one thing. But going subject-free on an offer when you're relying on a mortgage to purchase the property is a totally different thing. So um, that's what I, I want to zone in on today. And uh, I'm going to start with, with the pre-approval and how this all comes into play. And perhaps this, this needs to be a, a little bit more um, explained what a, a pre-approval um, does in, in the assurances that many people think it has. And I, I think many people believe it's the be all and all. Um, so I just want to get that out there. Uh, and, and let's start with that. So does a pre-approval or getting pre-approved for a mortgage, does that mean that you can go subject free? My short answer to this question is no. And the term pre-approval is, it's become a very loosely used term in the mortgage industry uh, and the, the validity of one of a pre-approval, it varies significantly from broker to broker or banker to banker. And in most cases, the only guaranteed um, part of a pre-approval is the interest rate. And typically, it's anywhere from three to four months. Um, but this is like the who cares factor, like big deal, you get an interest rate. Oftentimes, a first-time home buyer completes mostly a first-time home buyer. It's also experienced buyers, multi-buyers, whatever. They complete a brisk interview with a lender, and they they simultaneously get suited up with a pre-approval certificate of some sort, and uh, and off they go with a you know somewhat false sense of security, ready to you know, pull the trigger on what will probably be the largest purchase of their lives. Um, this may you know, they may ultimately be impressed with the, the interest rate that they have just secured. But later on 
in the formal qualification stage of the mortgage, the interest rate will will be the last thing on their minds. Like as all the focus suddenly shifts to the actual adjudication and underwriting of the live deal. So to conclude, a mortgage pre-approval is not a prepaid million-dollar credit card, but rather a statement that approves your eligibility to qualify subject to various conditions which are likely not disclosed on the certificate initially provided to you. And I'll touch a bit more on pre-approvals below, but for a more complete explanation on mortgage pre-approvals and their validity, go back to an episode I did back in March 29-ish, um, Season 2, Episode 4. It's uh, it's called, Is Your Mortgage Pre-Approval Legit? So check that out, and I, I go through complete detail of what you should expect in a, a mortgage pre-approval. If all else fails and you must go subject-free, how can you best prepare in advance of your subject free offer. Okay, a massive disclaimer here. I am not advising anyone to proceed with a subject free offer. Just want to make that perfectly clear, especially when you are using a mortgage proceeds to purchase the property. Uh, instead, though, I, I will list some main points to ensure you account for as many qualification and eligibility criteria as possible um, should you uh, proceed with a subject free offer. Okay, so again, I'm not advising anyone to proceed with a subject-free offer. Okay, number one, suit up with an experienced mortgage broker and complete their version of a pre-approval. Okay, so I can't stress enough uh, how important it is to to make sure you have an experienced mortgage broker. And um, I'm using the term broker because uh, at this stage of the game, it is critical. It is crucial. Uh, if you're going subject-free, you better have some backup options. And uh, a broker can have that for you. So you're going to have to have access to multiple lenders. Uh, your broker is going to have to study a few guidelines um, to see where you can fit. And, uh, and they're, they're going to want to have prepared for you a few lenders, not just one. Okay, so uh, experienced mortgage broker. How, how do you know if your guy's experienced, your guy or gal is experienced or not? Ask them how long have you been in the business. If it's less than five years, walk away. Or if it's less than five years and they're super busy, then go. Have you done a hundred deals yet? So, yeah, you're going into a massive uh, scenario here with a lot of risk. You got to make sure you have an experienced team behind you. And, and in saying that as well, when I say team. You got to have a kick-ass realtor as well. Like you, you can't just have two rookies uh, about to <laughs> handle this uh, transaction because you're going to be getting some advice, uh, some suggestions, and some information from your team. And uh, yeah, you better hope that they have the most experience um, that they could possibly have. So look for a solid team: mortgage broker and uh, realtor, real estate professional. Number two. How do you know if you've completed a legitimate pre-approval? Um, your broker or banker should be requesting the following from you. Okay, so this is, you should expect this. If you're being put through the a pre-approval, if you're currently having a pre-approval right now, you're in the process, um, this is what it should feel like. This is what they should be asking. Number one, you should obviously, you should be doing a complete application, no questions asked. None of this over the phone 
yeah, I make 80 grand a year. So does my wife. And hey, we got like a car payment and uh, that's it. Yeah, well, that's all. How much are we good for? Yeah, that that's like complete garbage. So if, if that doesn't work. So make sure you complete the entire application. Number two, there's going to be a credit check. You have to have like the credit check has to happen. I, I, I have cli- I turn away clients if we can't do their credit. See you later. Take a hike. Credit check. You got to know. There are skeletons that show up in your credit, okay? And um, it's good to know these skeletons before the lights go out. So, like, I mean, credit check is critical. If there is anything on there, um, a lot of times it could be addressed. It's not a big deal. So we can we can remedy whatever issue you may have. Uh, at the very least, give you some insight way earlier on in the process of what you need to do to correct the problem. And it could be done next month or, or in two weeks or in two months or whatever. So complete the application, proceed with the credit check. Um, and next is complete income document verification. Your broker should be asking you for everything, pay stubs, employment letter, income tax documents, bank statements, everything. And if you're self-employed times 10, you should be asked for way more stuff. So it, it, just accept it. It, it, That's what's going to happen. Next, complete down payment verification. This is also, a lot of people do not take this seriously, but uh, down payment verification, super critical. My God, sorry, I forgot to uh, turn my phone off. My apologies there if, uh, yeah, my phone. You're probably thinking, oh my God, my phone, my alarm. Um, Next up is uh, complete down payment verification. Yes, people do not take this seriously. Uh, the down payment part is pr- super critical. So uh, lenders are going to request, or they should, 90 to 120 days of down payment history. And if part of your down payment is a gift from someone, that's fine. Just uh, you know, disclose that to your broker. Um, but 90 or 120 days, and, and if there's a, you know, the reason why I say this is because a lot of uh, people misinterpret what acceptable down payment proceeds are. And uh, believe me, you don't want to be in a situation where you've released conditions to know that the money that you had marked for down payment is not eligible, right? So um, super critical. Have that uh, down payment verification ready to roll as well. For down payment, I actually did an episode back in October 2019. So check that out. Just scroll down in my podcast list there and uh, you can learn about all the acceptable forms of down payment. Next, uh, you will be asked for clarification of various details, then further clarification on details that you have already provided. So, you know, this could be income, down payment, past employment, specific details about the property, specific details about the uh, your employment, and so on. So a lot of questioning, it should be painful at times, it should feel like you're being interrogated um, for a crime. Like that, that's what I'm kind of comparing it to. Like, don't be, uh, don't feel that you're being singled out and that the bank is picking on you. They do this to everyone, not just you. Okay. And uh, especially at this stage, if you're preparing yourself to go in condition free, uh, subject free on a, on an offer. uh, Yeah. There should be a ton of questions. We got to cover every possible scenario. Sometimes you're going to be asked the same question twice, and I apologize for this in advance, but there's just a ton of information when we're doing these, um, these evaluations. So, you know, 
you might get asked a repeat question or the same question, but in a slightly different way. So when this happens, just uh, just answer the question again, and please don't be mad. Um, be patient and answer all the questions asked of you honestly. Okay, if discrepancies or new information is unraveled throughout your adjudication that wasn't disclosed earlier on in the application, this could tarnish your credibility with the lender. And it could further have a, a negative effect on your application. Um, and it could also lead to unexpected extraneous condition requests. Okay, so answer all the questions in detail and honestly. Okay, don't hold anything back. And your, your broker's job is to take that information, interpret it, and then forward information that is required for the application to the lender. Okay, so answer all the questions honestly. Number three, so we're talking about here recap. Okay, if all else fails, you must go subject-free. How can you best prepare? Number one is suit up with an experienced mortgage broker and complete their version of a pre-approval and also get a kick-ass realtor. Number two how do you know if you've completed a legitimate pre-approval? I just went through all those steps there, right there. And number three, backup plans. Okay, it's a big one. Um, this is the, you know, if all else fails part uh, of how to prepare for a subject-free offer, especially if you are purchasing with a mortgage. Even after completing a formal pre-approval, which I just described, uh, with an experienced mortgage broker, it is important to understand that the pre-approval is still not 100% guaranteed, okay? And the reason why is simply because all lenders do not officially adjudicate an application until it is submitted with a live offer. By that, I mean a property, okay, the purchase contract and all the documents and critical documents that come with the purchase contract, okay? So, that's when lenders put it under the microscope and start adjudicating it. So as is the case with a pre-approval, there's obviously no live deal linked with it. It's just a hypothetical scenario based on um, several variables, right? And, and that leads to the final ultimate safeguard, the, the backup plans, okay? So in the event things don't go as expected. So you got to have these backup plans if you're going subject-free. Backup plan number one. Having a major financial backstop that can be called upon in the event things don't go as expected, okay? This could be mom and dad. It could be other liquid assets. Maybe you have a Ferrari that you could sell if called upon and you could uh, have access to that cash, okay? So I'm talking serious financial backstop plans. A difference maker could be, you know, going from a 10% down payment to 20%. Okay, so or 20% to 35%. And, um, you know, these are common guideline boost thresholds where guidelines become more favorable or considerably less restrictive. So let's say you're, uh, you're, you've went subject free and you put 10% down. And here we go, things go sideways. Backup plan number, number one, you'd get a call from me. Okay, can you do 20%? Okay, so that's the kind of uh, backup plan I'm talking about. Or if you went in 20% and it goes sideways, you're going to get a call. Can we go 35? Okay, so you got to prepare for that. And, and of course, the ultimate major financial backstop, never mind percentage, how about 100%? <laughs> Are we ready to just buy this property outright? You got to be prepared. You got to think of these ridiculous, stressful scenarios. 
Backup plan number two, having a strong cosigner on standby if needed. Okay, so rather than a down payment boost, maybe you might just need to borrow someone's qualification credibility for a couple of years until you naturally grow into your qualification down the road. So, you know, the way I worded there, you know, borrow someone's qualification credibility for a few years. Um, what I mean is, yeah, it's have someone on standby as a co-signer and, you know, definitely we're going to have to get them on the mortgage application. And what I mean by just a few years is that perhaps, you know, maybe we need them for three years because maybe in three years time, you're going to grow into the qualification of your own mortgage. Um, that could be perhaps if it's you and, and, and your spouse, maybe the spouse now is returning to work after being at home with the children or whatever. Um, at that point, your incomes are going to increase in three years and so on. Then you can simply go back to the lender, provide your pay stubs, letter of employment, and, and you can prove that, hey, I can service this on my own. We're good to go. Can you take my dad off? Thank you very much. See you later. Okay, so that's what I mean by borrowing someone's credibility. But worst case scenario, your dad might stay on there for the full five-year term. So you have to discuss that with him, her, whoever else is, might potentially come on as your uh, backup co-signer, Okay. And finally, backup plan number three. Not finally, there's one more after this. So backup plan number three, having alternative financing options um, available where the guidelines are loosened considerably in exchange for a higher interest rate, of course, and probably some fees. So instead of today's fully discounted rate, an alternative lender might offer a rate that is anywhere from 1% to 2 to 4% higher for a limited one or two-year term. So these mortgages are also referred to as, I like to call them, band-aid mortgages, um, as they are intended to bridge that gap of time in which, uh, you know, improvement is expected in a relatively short period of time. You know, typically one to two years. You don't want to go any longer than that. If you, if you see you need it for longer than one or two years, you should not be even considering this. So, yeah, this is, you know, as I'm listing these backup plans, it's, it's from best to worst case scenario, right? And, um, yeah, I mean, you got to accept the fact that if things go incredibly sideways, you have no other financial backstop. There's no other co-signer on standby. Hello, welcome to backup plan number three. We're going to get you a high interest rate mortgage with fees on there. And what I, fees are going to start at 1%. So if you want a $500,000 mortgage, you're going to have a $5,000 fee tacked onto your mortgage. Boom. Instant equity hit to your uh, property. Okay. And finally, backup plan number four. This is an easy one, but um, a combination of all of the above. <laughs> so yeah, you, you could very well need some extra cash. You also might need the, the, the co-signer and your interest rate will be higher. Okay. So that could happen. And um that's it. I mean, you got you to gotta prepare um, for this. And I think most people, they, they'll be like, they'll cover the first part of this episode where they'll get, you know, uh, approved with a, a mortgage broker and they'll get a, a somewhat solid pre-approval and they'll have all their tracks covered. But what people maybe don't want to talk about is the backup plans. You got to have these backup plans. And some people have them. They're, they're easy peasy. Like some people totally have them. They're like, yeah, no problem. My old man's sitting there on the sideline. He's he got it all covered if things go sideways. Well, then good. Good for you. Go for it. Um, but if you don't have backup plan one, two, or three, and if you don't have one of them even, 
walk away. Don't be a dumbass. Okay, so you you have to have these backup plans, and um, and that's it. Like my executive summary on this topic right now: avoid going subject free, especially if a mortgage is involved. But if you must, then proceed with extreme caution and be fully aware of the risks involved. Uh, and listen to this episode again if you are, are coming across a scenario where you might have to do this. Uh, or better yet, give me a call and we can, uh, we can discuss your specific solution or your scenario in uh, greater, greater detail. All right, that's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta, as I am licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. Call or text me at 604-800-9593, or you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning in to Mortgageonomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon. Mm-hmm.